Welcome to the fifth annual Undie Awards, the award show that Cosmopolitan Magazine called the worst way to drive your man crazy in the bedroom. Please welcome your host, David Hart and Jeff Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time once again for the Undie Awards, coming to you live from the Richmond Coliseum in downtown Richmond, Virginia. On this date in 2018, December 19th, by the way, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra played. Mm-hmm. Potentially the last show on record at this venue. Until tonight. That's right. 17,000 or so of you crammed into this building that has been long condemned by the Richmond City Council. They can't stop us. Because <laughs> by the time this episode drops, we'll be long gone. This Just like RFK. That's right. So you all, signed, you all signed waivers to be here. Now, that is worth reminding. I'm glad David brought it up. Last year, we may or may not have had some issues at RFK Stadium. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen, I don't know why you didn't. You it's must, a little messy. You must be new here. Mm-hmm. Catch up. First of all, yes, go back and listen to all previous episodes. But, um, David, if I recall... RFK was not in good shape when we got there, and some would argue was in worse shape when we left. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's documented, unfortunately. Let's get out of here and go count the money. I agree. I'm not sorry about it. I mean, exactly. it did catch on fire a couple of weeks later, but that wasn't our fault. Yeah. By that time, we had well, we had left well and good. Now, a lot of you would also be saying, hey, you guys were putting 60,000 people in RFK Stadium last year. You're at a venue now where we got about 15,000, 16,000 of you, depending on floor seating. Um is that a step down? And I would say, David, no. And do you want to guess why that's no? Because tickets are four times more expensive. Exactly. You read my mind correctly. We just jacked up the ticket prices because we knew you people would pay for them. And that's why we call you guys the dependents because I guess it's a mutual thing. We depend on them for yes. love and support. And we, you also very much depend on us. We're like your sugar daddies. So thank you very much, everyone in this crowd who made it an effort to come out here tonight. David, if anyone hasn't listened to an Undie Awards ceremony before, how does it work? Well, firstly, I would like to note for the record that Jack is here uh, in a suit. Yes, actually legit. Legit suit. Legit. Socks could use some work. Yes. Uh, well, I'm wearing Lakers socks. Uh, I, you know, not technically dress socks, but long socks. Uh, yes, I'm actually wearing dress shoes, uh, my charcoal suit, and a black turtleneck. Yeah, all we need is to get, get you a gold chain and you're going to look like The Rock 20 years ago. Oh, man. Or at the very least... Shaba Ranks. At the very least, Shaba Ranks. What do we know about Shaba Ranks? Eight uh, gold chains, four gold rings. One gold tooth. tooth. Equals. Shaba Ranks. Thank you, David. Now, if you haven't listened to an Undie Award ceremony before, it's very simple. Like any of your favorite award shows, the Grammys, the ESPYs, that's pretty much it. We hand out awards based on randomly decided categories every year, randomly decided winners. Criteria? Kind of just... Decide. Yeah, we just we just decide. You know, we don't really have a set metric. No, nope. just we go with gut feel. Even 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 before this recording started, even before we came out to visit you people out in the Coliseum, uh, we were still talking about who would win what, and you know, we put some thought into it. But the but importantly enough, not that much thought into it. Just keep, enough. Keep the spirit alive. Now, I do also want to say before we start, it is the holidays. I want to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Quasi Kwanzaa, and a wonderful Takanakoi. Now, David, do you know what Takanakoi is? No. Okay. Takanakoi is in a small Peruvian town of Santo Tomas. Wait, is this the one where the women fight each other? Every December 25th, men, women, and children oh, settle grudges right. with fist fights. Then everyone goes drinking together, ready to start the new year 
with a clean slate. It's like Festivus, but violent. But more violent. More violent. I have to say, this sounds like the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life without exaggeration. It's definitely up there. Because let's think about this. We all hold petty grudges, unless you're one of those good-willed people. I'm not one of them. I've been accused by many people in my life of holding many a grudge. Wouldn't it be great if you could just get together once a year and just fucking slug it out just once? And then by the end of it, you're done. You start fresh. So you're basically advocating for the purge. Just not Slightly murder. less violent than the purge. Less violent. Let's just More violent than Festivus, less violent than the purge. Somewhere in the, <laughs> somewhere in the happy medium. Somewhere, somewhere in, the, in the between. Violence, but, you know, death not really on the Hate table. with reason. Yeah, exactly. And you got to celebrate afterwards, not, you know, take over land and property That's and people. That's fair. All right. Now that we have gotten our holiday wishes out of the way, we do want to start with one of our classic categories, Man of the Year, the Schoolboy Q Man of the Year Award. The Schoolboy Q Award. Now, fresh off a World Cup final, and we will get to that later, Kylian Mbappe. Killing you, guy! Who actually was referenced long ago during his first World Cup run on this show. Episode 9, I'm pretty sure. Go back. David David was praising him to the high heavens, well-deserved at the time, only gotten better, 23, ceiling through the roof. Easily the best player on the planet. I don't know what ceiling through the roof is, but I just said it. Um, Aaron Judge for two things. One we'll get to later about his contract, but two also breaking the American League home run record, breaking it from Roger Maris, who, let's face it, was boring. Now we've got an exciting guy who holds the American League home run record. Roger Maris, old and busted. Exactly. And more importantly, had a bad haircut. Aaron Judge, no such thing. Tight, high and tight. I like it. I would argue that that's also a, a bad, boring haircut. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. Actually, not really hot take. He's just got a... He's got a he just plays for the Yankees. That's true. So it's not it's really... True, can't grow a beard or anything. It's not, really, it's not really like he's got an option there. Now we, dis- now, we make this disclaimer every single year, and I will make it again. Man and woman of the year, much like times, does not necessarily mean the best or most positively influential person. It means the person who has made the most impact. Or just been the most noteworthy. Exactly. That's why one of our nominees this year is Kanye West. Yay, technically now his legal name. Yay, West. Um, Yay. <laughs> just combining them. Uh, Yay, if you hadn't heard, has really um, gone off the deep end, even more so than we thought because he's gone off the deep end like six times at this point. Yeah, it's it's like he's in a dive training pool and he keeps hitting yeah. new new personal lows and it's astounding and alarming because as someone who has a morbid fascination with the American right to see the way he has been embraced particularly by uh outright neo nazis has um been a very uh, disgusting, disturbing, and alarming development. You know what? The analogy I was thinking of, too, I just thought of that, was uh, if you've ever... There's an old Looney Tunes cartoon where Daffy Duck is Robin Hood, mm-hmm. and he keeps like hitting a tree as he's swinging down. Yeah. That's basically what Kanye did. He's yep. been just hitting trees on the way down. Yep. Yikes! And away! Yikes! And away! Yikes! And away! Similarly, Dan Snyder, I said on this award show last year, I said, fast forward to a year because Dan Snyder walked through hell in a gasoline suit and survived, but 
We don't know. It could be a very different Undie Wars. I will say, it looks like Dan Snyder is now probably going to sell the Commanders at the end of the year, uh, end of the football season. Well, like I said, it's also been established that with the Republicans taking over the House, that any investigations into his bad behavior will pretty much stop. True, but at least they got them in in time. That's what they said. Like, hey, we released it in time. We did our job. Whatever. Y'all can deal with that. Um, And David made a point to, for Man of the Year, final nominee before we announce the winner, the head of lettuce... You you explain it. So... the head of lettuce that lasted longer than Liz Truss's uh, prime ministership. It was impressive because head of lettuces, you know, don't last forever. Famously short lifespan. Yes, we've learned that from Avatar The Last Airbender. You can't keep us here. Let us leave. Let us leave? You know, it was a beautiful meme and also just in a way, it, it surmised the craziness that, that our friends over across the pond have gone through in the last calendar year, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, it's no one's fault but their own that they continually have a political party elect the dumbest and worst people possible for the most important job in the country. Now, you said the worst. Our nominee, our winner of Man of the Year, he was not the worst. In fact, he was the very best, like no one ever was. That's right, we're giving it to a. Apparently a 10-year-old boy this year, Ash Ketchum, finally reached the mountaintop, the unattainable dream. He reached his goal of becoming a Pokemon master. Been 20... 10 years old for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It's a horrible sight. It's like Benjamin Button in reverse. It's, no, it's, it's not even Benjamin Button. It's just, it's it's like a vampire. It's, a pur- it's like Edward Cullen. It's a brutal purgatory Groundhog Day scenario. Yes. And he finally broke the curse. First of all, if you've gotten 24 chances and failed before, that you've got to replay your game. I don't know what his game plan was, but either way, Ash Ketchum, longtime loser, but frankly, as two kids who grew up in the height of Pokemon mania, we are so proud of Ash and his achievement. Him and Pikachu yes. finally got it done through 18 generations of Pokemon or whatever. Beautiful what you've done. So, Ash, um, ask your mom first to use some, to like use the mail service, and then we will send you, uh, probably through a Pidgey, we'll send you your Undy Award. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely now, through a Pidgey. Now, with Man of the Year comes, of course, Woman of the Year. And David uh, and I were discussing some potential nominees before. I would like to throw out, and we will get more into this later, but Sister Jean still being alive, still being well, always a, a good nominee for Woman of the Year. Mm-hmm. And you go ahead, David. Uh, Bethany Alley. Absolutely. Executive producer. Don't know how she weaseled her way into that one, but I supp- that's, in fact, why she's nominated. She somehow got it, and I salute her for it. It's ingenious. It's well it's in, done. It's in, it's in writing. It it's is. It's been notarized. It's some, somehow. It's, it's legally binding. Somehow. Don't know how that happened, but I'm proud of her. She's got a great lawyer. Uh, Taylor Swift for being just the biggest fucking deal on the planet. We were saying it uh, two episodes ago that selling out football stadiums and you can't get her tickets right now for anything under than like $500. 60,000 seats. Can't get in for anything reasonable price. And then you had a couple from the sports world, one of whom won and one uh, of whom was nominated. Brittany Griner mm-hmm. is a nominee... Uh, because she was a real touchstone within sports media and a, an important reminder that the petty squabbles of countries often catch up. Real people. Real and innocent people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think she even shaved her head while she was over. I don't think was... she shaved her head. Okay. I think her head was shaved. Well, I think what I, what I, and again, I didn't, I thought it was she shaved it because it was freezing so much that she just couldn't. I, and that's it. probably likely. Yeah. So salute to her. I'm glad she's back home. And along those same lines, the winner of woman, women of the year, I should say, David. 
is the U.S. Women's National Team mm-hmm. for their historic victory in court to receive equal pay with the men's team, which, uh, considering the men made it to the round of 16 for the World Cup, uh, gets both of them, I believe, a $5 million pay bonus. If there's one thing underemployed loves more than anything... It's people it, get in the bag. Exactly. Uh, everyone out there gets your money. Get which, it. by the way, that prize money alone for the U.S. Women's National Team is more than they earned in their last three World Cup tournament wins combined. Because to that point, we support, I support, uh, capitalism in the free market in that sense. And the U.S. women's team has done their due diligence. They get high ratings, high attention, high sponsorship. They're higher, they, they sell, they, they have a sell higher rate of sale, they have more viewership, yep. they so, are more accomplished players. So obviously it's not a complete black and white scenario, but generally speaking, the women should have been making more money and good for these women for finally... They should, 100% should have been making so more money. So now they bring home, you know, like England waits to bring it home every year in the World Cup trophy. These women brought it home. They brought home the bag the way they should have. The same way that the the uh, the English women actually brought it home. That's Oh, they, oh, they did a few years ago? This year. They, they won the they won the, Euro, or oh, the Euros last year. Gotcha. Okay, well then salute salute to them too. Although that's in pounds. Who even knows what how much that is? Actually, the pound is not that far off from the dollar right Oh, that's now. right. Actually, yeah. I, we literally ran that story a few months ago at my job. <clears throat> anyway. Um, all right. Next up, being the music heads we are, music is the backbone of underemployed. Song of the year. Now, I will say, this was a bit of a tough year for it in this sense. There are a lot of great songs. I'm about to go through some of them. Great songs. However, the last three years we have done song of Four years. The entire history of the show we've done song of the year has always been a meme song. Something that's memey and catchy. And when I was thinking of songs this year, I was like, there just wasn't that song that just where, where we were both like, oh, obviously this is our song of the year. So we just had some good songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, First Class by Jack Harlow. Smooth. I don't think he should have said Sweet Sweet Semen on a song. That's weird. But still a pretty good song, I'll think. <laughs> I think you All Things Considered that have been said in a rap song. Not the weirdest. Also true. <laughs> As I've said four times on this podcast, go back to listen to the first line of Bring Your Whole Crew by DMX and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe Jack Harlow just drinks a lot of pineapple juice. Oh, it's just, hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Eats a lot of roughage, drinks a lot of pineapple juice. <laughs> uh, Victoria's Secret by Jax. I have said this before, not on the show, but in real life. That is a song where I'm not the target demo. It's a song by a woman about... Uh, body dysmorphia and overcoming it and it's a pop punk song none of these should speak to a 30 year old man who has greatly benefited from the patriarchy but it slaps I love it one of my absolute favorite songs of the year uh, Neck and Wrists by our friend Pusha T friend of the show yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Pharrell and Hova probably my favorite song on uh, It's Almost Right great album great album it'll be in, and we will reference it in a bit soon um, oddly enough Jay-Z's part would, might be my least favorite part of that song. Um, and I, as you know, I worship the ground he walks on. Don't Let the Light Go Out by Panic at the Disco. Again, not a group that I had thought about in six years. Really good song. Really like it. Cuff It by Beyonce, which outroed the last episode. Really fun song. David, do you have a few before I get to a few more? Uh, just to go off of my... Yeah. Just... I like to use my Spotify yes. wrapped I as, think my, as my primary source for you're this. You're keeping in touch with the youth with that. I really like that about yeah, you. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, New Vegas Bomb from Cliff Diver featuring Skatoon Network was now, my number one song of the year. Now, I had heard, I had not heard this song before David referenced it, and I gave it a listen. And what I told him was, it's it's a pop punk sound, that's song that sounds like it should be in Burnout Paradise, if anyone remembers those mm-hmm. names. What was your number two song of the year? Uh, Strangers by 
Danger Mouse, Black Thought featuring ASAP Rocky, and uh, Run the Jewels. Mm. Not, not a surprise. To, to no one's real surprise. No one's no surprise. Uh, also, Big Bad by Petey. Pablo? No. I wish. I was also going to say uh, Middle of the Ocean by Drake from the uh, Drake 21 Salvage album. I know you're not a big Drake fan, but that was one of Drake's five best songs I've ever heard. It's terrific. Love the beat on that. Um, Sweetest Pie by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. Pure pop. Love every oh, second. Oh, bubblegum goodness. I love it. Love every second of it. Uh, Maroon by Taylor Swift. I praised that song in the podcast before. My favorite song off Midnight's. Uh, Cody Blue 31 by J.I.D. Really like that album, actually. I really like that song. Uh, Next to Me DJ's by uh, DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ. That is one of my favorite DJ names I've ever heard in my entire life. You're welcome. Easily top three. Um, so this is where we come to an impasse because we don't have a clear-cut win. I had a, I had a potential winner, but I'm not doing Song of the Year. Dave and I were just, we didn't have a clear-cut winner. It's, it's honestly, it's between Neck and Wrist and New Vegas Bomb. Do we want to just give it to Neck and Wrist since I know that Neck Let's and Let's give it to Neck and Wrist. There we go. Hova, we salute you uh, for, I will say, Jay-Z's ending line, oddly enough, is my favorite part of this song. Big was alive, Ho wouldn't be in this position. If Big had survived, y'all would have got the commission. <laughs> Ho was going to always be Ho, but twas the universe will, because the law says so. And now I'm But it's a really great beat. Uh, love how Pusha attacks it. I really like how Pharrell's able to harmonize on such a really hard beat. Like, he's still, he's Pharrell. He just finds a way to do it. He's, look, man. He's been blessed with synesthesia. Yeah. Also, wanted to give a special shout out to uh, the one I would have named, and it's the only thing I could come to a Mimi song was Re- "We Cry Together" by Kendrick Lamar, and um, I'm, I'm blanking on the woman he did the song with. But uh, just because you know what, that song was just uh, an interesting hear the first time I listened to it. Didn't see that coming. Now we move on on the other side of the musical spectrum to album of the year. Uh, David, are the, we, we mentioned it's almost dry. Yes, a lot of years would win. Great album, uh, as we say all the time. Yes, Pusha T raps about the exact same stuff for 20 plus years. And I want to hear it every It's always time. really great. It's got great beats, raps great, it's all you need. Um, Magic by Nas was technically end of last year, but happened after the Undie Awards. I'm going to let it slide in. Um, and King's Disease 3, which came out a couple months ago. Nas has been on a great run the last few years. Aforementioned Midnight's by Taylor Swift. I know David has not listened to it, but A, a really good album. B, a culturally... Just like, a touchdown. Just, my God. You know, putting up like 2,000 level, like, first week sales numbers, which is impossible to do in this day and age. Oh, yeah. Like um, like 1.5 million. Preposterous. Yeah, it's Preposterous a, numbers. Salute to her. Um, the Forever Story by J.I.D. I mentioned that earlier. That's really a great one. Um, her loss, again, Drake 21 Savage. I really liked it. Um, I, Drake's uh, house music album, I just listened to the other day and realized, I didn't care for it. I honestly it. think 21 does... Does it for me less than Drake does? That's really I would not have expected that. I thought you were kind. Of, I thought you were kind of like on board with Twenty One a little bit. I just doesn't do it for you. He just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I Sam really likes him. I have learned to like him more. He's what? not. I'm not going to seek him out all the time. One of those like you know what he's out there doing it. Great. Exactly. Great for him. I'm not going to hate on it. He's just not my style. And not our last case. and our last nominee before we announce the winner, I want to give a shout out to friend of the show Wellen. Yes. Wellen dropped his debut EP this year. Luminous Music. Go find it. It's on all of your streaming services. I just wanted to give that man props for being the true renaissance man David and I have known him to be for yes. years and years at this point. The winner of album of the year requires a little backstory. I want to take everyone here back. It's September 2003. 
David is just entering his freshman year of high school. 2003? Fall of 2003. Because he graduated in 08. Yeah, that's true. So just starting freshman year, that means I would have been going into seventh grade. David and I had different times in our lives. And we were still best friends. And there was one thing that brought us together. I would say it brought the country together. I would say it brought the culture together. There was a video game release in September of 2003 that took the world by storm. And it featured a cast of characters from one of the most popular and beloved television shows of all time. Took place in Springfield. Are you seriously bringing up Hit and Run again? Hold on. You know I do. The Simpsons Hit and Run, for my money, the best video game ever made. It has everything you want. Story, voice acting, bumble uh, wasps. Uh, It has drama. Uh, It technically has multiplayer. Anything you want in a video game. This is all coming from a man who clearly has not played Breath of the Wild. I have not, actually. You are correct. Um, However... It took a long time for anything to come out of it. People want it remastered. People want a sequel. None of those are probably going to come to fruition. However, in September of 2022, out of the blue on streaming services, came an album that was the official soundtrack, soundtrack 19 years after the fact, David's happy about this, to The Simpsons Hit and Run. Finally, we as a society can gather together to find our favorite songs from our favorite levels of Simpsons Hidden Run. My eyes are rolling so far back into my head, I'm looking at my own brain. Because he's so happy that he just can't contain his excitement. And what made me happy about this album, David, was that it's still, it's like a Timbaland beat from 1999. It still sounds fresh today. Monkey see, monkey dough, incriminating caffeine, all of our favorites. We all have them. We're all at home. You're all at home probably going, oh, yes, I remember from Bart's second level. I remember that song. Everyone has their favorite. Milking the, Milking the Pigs, another great song. So I wanted to give a special shout out to the Simpsons Hidden Run official soundtrack, which is our proud winner of the 2022 album of the year. A long time coming. Frankly, should have been 19 years earlier. But David, this is my proud winner of album of the year. What? Exactly. Now, now that we've gotten my favorite award of the year, we will now move on to purchase of the year. This is a new one. We have never done this category before. Um, I was able to buy a new Xbox retail price. I would say that's a good purchase. Uh, You and I got fried gator at lunch supper before the Chris Rock show. There I say a good purchase. Great purchase. Good food. Any big purchases in your life that you were happy with? I bought a new bike helmet, which I've been very happy with. That's awesome. Especially safety first on underemployment. Oh, I'm absolutely... I I fully will ride a... You know, I will always wear a helmet if I'm riding a bike or skiing or snowboarding. You're not going to get any argument from me about wearing a helmet. And we encourage all of you here in the Coliseum, we encouraged all of you to bring helmets. Yeah. Due to the... What would argue... Some would argue the decaying facility. You know what's what's, uh, nice about helmets and how dorky they look? Mm Mm-hmm. Your brain not being scrambled like exactly. an egg. I'd rather I'd rather not have a permanent. Mi- I'd rather not have another concussion. Right, exactly. I think I don't think I've ever had a concussion, but I have been knocked out before. So if that me, you know, same thing. Um, we basically made this category to give the purchase of the year, David, to a one emerald mind air apartheid. Money grubbing son of a bitch himself, Elon Musk. Purchasing the social media app Twitter for 
$44 billion so that he could spend $54.20 on each individual share mm-hmm. because the man is an overgrown living meme. Now, one of the reasons I was so happy about this purchase was because we all saw what exactly what would happen when he bought it. The ship be sinking, as Michael Ray Richardson once said about the 1985 New Jersey Nets. Yes. The ship be sinking. The ship be sinking. I have long said for years on this show, in public, in private, that Twitter is one of the worst things that ever happened to humanity. It is good for breaking news. It is good for keeping up on current events. It can be very beneficial in... Um, it's the, ushered in. It's ushered in a new wave of comedy and a new and sure. a new way to think about um, comedy. Even, even the not Iranian, the Iranian Springs, but what was the, the Arab Spring? Arab Spring, stuff like that is beneficial. As a whole, it is the fucking worst. It's yeah. It's it's a net neutral. It's a net. This is where Dave and I personally disagree. No, and that's it's, okay. it's it's a net neutral. It's yeah. it's it is it has done some really out. I do it, agree. It has done some extraordinarily good things. For the scope of humanity, the Arab Spring. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, being it being used as a breaking news uh, as a breaking news platform. Mm-hmm. It being, you know, uh, it becoming sort of a ubiquitous way to to level the playing field, especially journalistically and content-wise. That's right. It's 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 done a lot. You know, because of because of Twitter. You know, we've gotten you know a, a lot of new voices in in media because of people's sort of pithy quippy remarks and, mm-hmm. and it's it's not always a bad thing right but then there are the really awful things that twitter has right has Which given rise you don't even to. Need to dwell delve into it just a lot of people they angry are region and a sundry. lot of the time yes. yeah um so the fact that elon musk seems to be this is purely selfish i will concede this the fact that elon musk is probably going to intentionally or unintentionally destroy twitter from within brought a little bit of joy to my 2022 because oh, it brings me much joy. It's because just pure chaotic. It's it, well, it's purely chaotic, and it really, I think, and I don't know if Jack is going to agree with me on this, but it really strips off any cover that he is a competent individual who has any idea about what he's doing. I don't disagree with that. Elon Musk is an absolute dipshit, and anybody who's been online for a while and paid attention to how he operates and how he behaves is acutely aware of that. You should have just stuck to cars. Teslas are really fucking... I, I was in a couple of Teslas. He didn't even start Tesla. That's, that's cool, but he had... But I will say, like, Teslas are cool, man. I've been in... I was... I Ubered in a couple of them in Chicago. They were yeah, really cool. I, he is... He should have just stuck to that. Yeah, he should have... He should have stuck to cars. Part of what I think it is, is Elon Musk has... Elon Musk is the most divorced guy who's ever divorced. True. Like, he's... He's, he's spending all of this time and energy and money and money. I mean, forty-four billion dollars for something that was valued at seven or eight billion. Yeah. Again, as David pointed out, just for the memes. Of he it. wildly overpaid. Which, and like, there's part of me that I also love, respects that. I love. No, 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 no respect for it. He's an idiot. I, I respect I, Twitter for suing him to follow through on it. I, I, I respect in the sense that he just paid as a flex, which, let's be frank, I kind of, you know, I respect that. Uh, I don't even whether my feelings on him strong or not. Um, we do want to point out, because as we're recording today, Elon did put up a poll saying whether he should stay CEO, and the response overwhelming, at least 60%, was no. no. So we'll see where this goes. My feeling is it won't impact one way or the other, but it's nice to see. Well, my feeling is the reason he was at the World Cup final yesterday was because uh, the primary financers of this endeavor, the Qataris and the Saudis, have told them to cut the shit. Hmm. 
I could see that being the case. Either way, you know what? By the time we get to the undies next year, we'll know a lot more about what Elon Musk's future and Twitter's future hold. Yeah. But we did want to give props to the whole event for being just one of the most bizarre... Oh, yeah. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. So that... Now, let's move on to a story that is more grounded in reality. Sports moment of the year, which has changed... It literally, if we were able to record this last week, it would have been a different moment. Yeah. Uh, LeBron passing Carl Malone for second all-time on the NBA scoring list. I wanted to give that a shout-out because I saw it in person. He did it in D.C. in March. Salute to LeBron. Uh, Joe Flacco coming back against the Browns, mentioned on the show. Was that the last gasp for Joe Flacco? Perhaps. Are we being robbed of Joe Flacco magic moments? Definitely, perhaps. Would Peanut disagree with me? Maybe. He watches the Jets more than I do. Do I care? No, it's Joe Flacco. Aaron Judge breaking Roger Maris's record. Again, I mentioned that. Ovi getting his 800th week. goal on a hat trick. On a hat trick. Coolest way ever to get 800 goals. Mm-hmm. Cannot possibly be topped. And now he's only, as we record this, one away from Gordie Howe for second all-time. Yeah. That'll be cool when he breaks Oh, he's going to... He's 100% breaking Gretzky's record next season. And with, which is... We talked a few episodes ago about whether he could do it. And now yeah. it's cool. That would be an incredible moment. I, mean, I, I, I think I've been of the opinion that I... Uh, yeah, I, I would I'm, have sure, to I'm sure the episode will probably vindicate me, but I've been of the opinion that yeah, you thought he's it, certainly it's certainly within yeah, you his didn't grasp. think it was guaranteed, but just thought it, it, he was on pace for it. And I think and, you were pretty confident. I'm now I'm now switching that to Stone yeah. Cold Lock. Same with LeBron. There was a while where it was like maybe, and then you realize, oh, he's just he's gonna do it. He's Easily. just going to break it. it probably by February. Yeah. And if this was last week, I would have said that the nominee that the winner would have been Aaron Judge again. As much as it pains me to say this, for successfully using the San Francisco Giants as leverage publicly to get way more money out of the New York Yankees, what have we just good for him? What have we just said? We respect people that get the bag. Oh yeah, respect respect bag getters. And in this capitalistic society, I salute Aaron Judge for getting every dime he could using even my baseball team as a as a pawn on the chessboard. I have no problem with that. That's called negotiation. It is. Does it? Did it hurt like hell? I, I included in the last episode how much it hurt me and pained me to my core. But I respect the man for what he did. But that is not the winner for Sports Moment of the Year because we are recording this the day after the World Cup final. David, you take it from me. And I think really with no recency bias. I agree, actually, with that. It's It's got to be the France-Argentina World Cup final. That was... Without a doubt, the best World Cup final maybe of my lifetime. I was, David knows, I don't particularly care for soccer. I had no ring interest in the game. I was, I kind of wanted to see Messi get his. Because he's such a great guy. Great, all-time great player. And the game was just, it was 2-0 and it was 73. Argentina came out on a fucking mission. They were, they were well-drilled. They were organized. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. And they did it. And they did it spectacularly. France didn't even get a shot off until around the 70th minute yeah, of the game. France, France's expected goals for the first half was zero. Right. They had zero touches in the Argentine box in the first half. They had zero shots on goal. They had zero shots. And in spite of that, Kylian Mbappe gets a penalty shot. He makes it. Yep. They rush the ball back to the midfield. Not even 60 seconds later. Less than, I think it was less than 90, somewhere between 60 and 90, like, which is soccer time is like that. Because that, that includes... Getting the ball back to yep. the field for Pretty the kickoff. Quick. Killing Mbappe. Scores again. Scores another one. Game is tied. We then go to extra time. Yep. Messi gets his second goal of the game. Yep, Messi gets his second with like three minutes left in extra time. So, yeah. you know, you're everybody's thinking, oh man, this is how this is how it happens. Yeah. He gets the walk and, off. And with 
with with Neri, but uh, like you said, a few minutes left in extra time. Another penalty in the box. Kylian Mbappe gets his hat trick. Important to note, the player who then you know keep, keep in mind there is uh, the, the 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 player for Argentina who gives up the penalty for Mbappe becomes very important mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. So Montiel. We, we then go to penalty kicks, and Messi and Mbappe both make their first, mm-hmm. and then. Argentina makes their second, mm-hmm. and then and then Emmy Martinez, the Argentine goalkeeper, master shithouser, mm-hmm. absolute master of the of, of the dark arts of messing with people's heads. Yeah. This is a guy who, during the Copa America final, was openly you could hear him on mic heckling the heckling his his opponents, being like, "You're not gonna make this. You've yeah. never made this. You've never played in a game this important before. What do you think you're actually gonna and do as we've here?" We've said before. We, I will gladly mock anybody who shit talks and fails, and I will give props to anybody who shit talks and backs it up. Yeah, and um, he backed it up. He won goalkeeper of the tournament. He won the Gold Gloves for best keeper of the tournament, which I don't think he necessarily deserved. Do you think it was just a recency? Like, hey, he made some. He great had saves the, at the best. Sa- he had the most important save of the tournament at the very end of extra time. Yes, at the yes. very end of extra time. So you could say that him having the most pivotal moment that a goalkeeper has in the entire tournament gives him yeah. that award. I would disagree because if you look statistically it was uh Levekovic, the goalkeeper for Croatia, who, you know, most shot most uh, highest save percentage, most shots stopped, most penalties stopped. Like the man was man was on fire. Part of you know big reason big reason why Croatia got as far as they got, because they weren't playing the most inspired game. They were uh we're old and experienced, and we're just going to grind it out. So, after all that... The Ar- guy who gives up the penalty that Mbappe ties the game on scores the winner. I for- I did not realize that. Yep. A nice little way... A nice little, a nice a little, little bow way to, on the top. A nice little way to redeem himself. And Argentina wins the first their first World Cup in, I think, 36 years? Uh, yeah, 86 was the last time. Yeah, 36 so, yep. years. Messi and, wins his first ever World Cup by mm-hmm, proxy, obviously. And mm-hmm. That was the only thing missing on his incredible I. I mean, you know, we can always have sort of the goat debate, but I think I think Messi is is, is cemented yeah. as the best player of this generation. It's sort of like when Tom Brady came back from twenty eight three in that Super Bowl and he won his fifth Super Bowl. And it's like, all right, he's yeah, that, that, yeah. That, was, Messi's, like, that was the moment. Messi is the best player of this generation, and he, he it's been it, it hasn't been a, a a point of much consternation for me because Messi in my mind has always been better than Ronaldo. Yeah, um, certainly Ronaldo is. An absolute phenom, absolute phenom of yeah, a goal Yeah, by the way, being second best at, out of the billions of people who have played three, soccer. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo, I think, is second best and still probably top five players of all time. Right. So, like... No shade to him. Like, no so shade to his game, and he's about to he's about to go play in Saudi Arabia for $211 million Which again, a year. Oh, I mean, that's a little different, but in general, salute, get the bag. Yeah, like, secure the bag, you're 38, you're yeah. not really going to do anything else with the rest of your so, career. So, normally, like, you know, this is one I thoroughly agree. Has to be sports. That game was, again, no rooting interest for a sport I don't, I'm not particularly interested in. Edge of my seat. The last, After the, the, last, the last 40 minutes of that game Whew. were incredible. A lot of great saves, a lot of, like, last second, like, yeah. oh, extra, like, even extra time, like, added time is almost over, and they're still making one last guess. Like, yep. incredibly exciting. Less exciting. Our next category. Guest of the year. And our nominees are episode 60, Flying Squirrels Fever, Nick Livingston. And that's it. That's it. Underemployed had a singular guest in the calendar year of 2022. We're going to have more. We're going to have more if you keep the pattern of when we have guests. In fact, we'll have one very soon. 
But as it stands, we, uh, we only had one. So by default, which is the best way to win it, our dear friend, beloved, dare I say, Icon? Icon's too strong of a word, I agree. Our, mo- our most popular guest. Again, it baffles me. We've had Wellen and... We've had a guy with 2 million, two million plus YouTube subscribers. subscribers. And we had people who were on TV. I, I don't get that. Nick Livingston, by default, wins the 2022 Guest of the Year. Now, I asked, knowing that Nick would win a few days ago, I had direct messaged him, as the kids would say. He I, slid in those DMs. I did. And I said, Nick, do you have any statement you would like to make? And Nick gave a very profound statement, but he made a request. Because it's a, it's a text message, not a vo- voice message like he's done in your past for the anniversary shows. He wanted David Hart to read it. And David, the floor is yours. Nick's on the left, as you know. First of all, David's now just seeing how long it is. Here we go. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary persons, I am humbled and honored by the dedication of the 2022 Undie Award for Guest of the Year. But to say thank you, we must begin by taking a short view into the past. 30 years ago, well before my first words, step, or thought, I felt an indescribable and overwhelming urge to become a regular podcast guest. Despite the inarguable facts that podcasts had not yet been invented and that I was incoherent, incontinent at the time, I knew in my heart of hearts... This was the purpose for, for which I was born. Mm-hmm. For most of my adolescence, I floundered about a wash in poor decisions and a lack of direction. A lack of direction that I could blame no one but myself for, as I had forgotten those fresh natal thoughts of my God-given purpose. But then, like the vision granted to the shepherds by the angels on the night of Christ's birth, I too had a vision as the plumes... <laughs> my parents listen to this. <laughs> That's fine. Your parents will appreciate this. As the plumes of pot smoke peeled back, not unlike a plucky pornographic butt cheek spread, I saw it. Me, sitting in Jack Selby's living room on a cold afternoon, finally fulfilling my purpose to become a bona fide regular guest on what I assume is someone's favorite podcast, Underemployed. I threw myself on the ground and prostrated myself before the gods of fate, asking only for guidance from, from... from above to help me satiate my earliest desire. Now I am a titan of industry, a philanthropic juggernaut, and a machine that turns cigarettes into smoked cigarettes, all because I achieved my greatest dream. So it is with a spirit of gratitude that I accept this undie, though in truth it is not that I deserve an award. It is all of you for helping one little boy's dream come true. Thank you and God bless America. What a speech. Wow. The part that I had forgotten and then really laughed at it was at the end when he said he turned cigarettes into smoke <laughs> What a stupid line. Nick, there's a reason why you are one of our favorite people and it is embodied in that entire speech that David just read. It is beautiful and we want to thank you, Nick. Yes, you won by default. Yes, we would have given it to any, literally anyone else if we had any other guests this year just out of principle. But you won. And you made the most of it. They don't ask how, they ask how many. Exactly. So, Nick Livingston, thank you. Unfortunately. Now, we will go on to our David Hart Memorial Hot Take of the Year segment. And we had a couple of nominees. There's always good, some good hot takes. Uh, one that came to mind was the Washington Commanders releasing that statement after their running back, Ryan Robinson, I believe his name was, was yes. got shot. Um, on H Street. Blaming, um, blaming the D.C. Attorney General, who was suing them at the time for justified reasons, 
saying that, hey, our running back got shot because of bad crime and you're going after us in that. And apparently the entire commander's team was pissed to high heaven for justified reasons. It goes back to Dan Snyder being a fuckboy. And we will see how the next year holds. But Dave and I are excited to see. I cannot wait for him to fucking sell the team. And and Dave and I do not even root for the commanders. We're just that excited. Like, the city will celebrate. He's just such a sack of shit. I know. And has been a sack of shit as long as he's been basically in tenure. It's incredible. He's the worst. He's... He's the worst owner in the NFL, and not because, and not because he doesn't want to spend money. In fact, it's because he's willing to spend money on the wrong things. Exactly, and frankly, in an area that is so politically divided, in a country that is so politically divided, Washington D.C., you go there, and there is unified. The most unified yes. place in the country is is Commanders fans chanting "fuck Dan it's Snyder." Like, the whole city, district, area, DMVs chanting "fuck Dan Snyder." Sell the team, like, loathes it, and it's amazing to watch that. And that earns my respect almost more than anything. He has created bond like almost nothing you can find in. Sports. Oh, he is he is the unifying force in the DC area. He is. Um, not even not even the Wizards owners get this kind of stick. No, and, and they, they've been mediocre for the entirety of my life. Including when Michael friggin' Jordan played on the team. Yep. Which is impressive. Uh, David, there was a press conference that you had that you wanted to talk about with the FIFA presence. Oh, Gianni Infantino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gianni Infantino, at the onset of the World Cup, uh, when asked about... Uh, you know, the various human rights and social ills that are very present in Qatar, um, responded by saying, you know, well, today I am this, and today I am that, and today I am, you know, gay, and today I am, um, and and today I am am something else. Yeah, and today I am a woman, and today I feel this, and today I feel that. And then he then tried to claim that he has known discrimination because he was a portly child with gin- who was g- with ginger hair and freckles. And who oh boy, who oh boy is that a hot take? Yeah, it's um, ill-advised. In a night, would be it nice. is. It is just continuing in this in this behavior of FIFA president in particular. They're just so nakedly and plainly corrupt, right? And just like challenging us to 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 do something about right. it, right? Which you know, I, we've done it once before, Gianni. We'll yeah. fucking come for you again. I say, I, I'm, I, I've watched about three or four episodes of the FIFA documentary. I'm excited. To watch I actually need to get on that. It's, a, it's it's pretty good. Again, I'm a soccer novice, so like yeah. a lot of that, it's some of it's hard for me to follow, but it's it'll probably good. be a retread for me, and I'll fill you. Which in. is good. I'll which is also re- which is also really good, though. Another nominee for hot take of the year. It's the last one before we announce the winner. T.J. Holmes and Amy Roback of Good Morning America for just not being very discreet with their very public affair. Um, getting a cabin in the woods, photographs grabbing each other's butts. Grabbing your butt? That's not very ladylike. You know, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here more to say, not the smartest thing I've ever seen happen. No. The winner for Hot Take of the Year is actually something that, surprisingly enough, we did not talk about in the show. I think just due to timing of the episodes, but it was one of the biggest fucking events of the year. At the 2022 Oscars, when Will Smith, Will Smith, Slap the ever-living shit out of Chris Rock. I mean, that's hard to... It's, that's full wind-up. Like, really, really slapped him. Like, Chris Rock clearly has taken punches in his life, as he said, yeah. but oh my god. That... No one could believe it. Uh, that was when I was 
I, I had woken up and just seen it and then could not go back to sleep. I was checking the internet for hours and hours and hours and hours. David, I know Hot we take of the year is keep, your, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Right. The actual words, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. That's pretty fucking crazy that you can just go up and slap somebody. And then accepted the award later with all the various stories. Like there are some stories that they were trying to get him to leave and he refused. Some stories that he wasn't asked to leave. I don't know. All I know is, David, that was... Probably the craziest fucking thing I saw all year, in, in a year with a lot of crazy shit happening. I, that's definitely up there. Right. Um, I don't know. The craziest thing I saw all year was maybe the video to, 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 to beat the Elon Musk course again, but Dave Chappelle bringing him out in San Francisco. I do. I do want to reference four minutes of booze. I did. I, I told David I would not watch that because I can't watch awkward shit. But I cannot believe Elon Musk. You know what? That was Elon Musk getting a reality check of him going. Um, okay, yeah, people don't like me outside of my realm of online people. That was a that you know good runner up for hot take of the year. I want to give Elon credit for trying, trying to get failing two, miserably, trying to be the first, trying to be the first two two award recipient in one year. It's it he he came damn close. I want to give him damn props for that. close. Um, but I want to give props and to Chris Rock, who we then paid money for to see. We of course didn't see his material on the Will Smith incident Potentially. because, as we said, we got we, there late. We got there late because we're fucking idiots. We assumed there'd be a warm-up for no reason other than we just guessed. We were snacking on fried gator. I'm not that mad about literally, it. Literally just late for no reason. But we saw a great hour, 15 minutes still. It's amazing. Now, we had a lot of fun. This is always the hardest part of the year. Um, speaking of award ceremonies and the Oscars, we had to do our in-memoriam segment. Um, David, I know you were personally hurt the, the most when our queen... Queen Elizabeth passed. You made a beautiful speech on this very show about what she meant to you. Yep. Um, and how much she's in a box. Mm-hmm. The Bodega Boys podcast, a huge inspiration for David and myself and this podcast, and the AKAs. Rip. Rip. That fell, that fell that apart and that messy. fell apart bad. That was, that's messy. messy. I agree. It's a messy, messy situation. The iPod changed the game. Yeah. Uh, MP3 players, man, they just revolutionized how you and I listen to music. We weren't out burning copies of the Marshall Mathers LP onto your parents' laptop to listen to Windows Media Player anymore. We yeah. had it in the palm of our hands. Uh, Noodle, I'm sure you saw this, the pug with the bones or no oh, bones. Oh, yeah. We lost Noodle a, a few weeks ago. Uh, sad story. Speaking And similarly along those lines, the world's oldest dog died this year, Pebbles. Born on March 28, 2000, and I bring that up for a reason. My coworker and friend, Callista Yost, born April 4th, good birthday, 2000. The world's oldest dog until October was older than someone who is now my peer. So that was a little bit of an adjustment to make, but I salute. And Ash Ketchum, we mentioned him earlier. Because Ash Ketchum, now that he has won, news came out he will no longer be the protagonist of Pokemon. Yeah, but he's not dead. I mean, he's dead to us. Let's be honest. <laughs> That fucker won great, but now he doesn't matter. He's getting cast aside for some for a boy and a girl. Good for them. I hope they achieve much Pokemon success. But Ash, Ash is dead to us. We salute Ash. Like Smith Barney. Bunch of bitches. And finally, there's one. There's at least one more that I want to get out. Um, David, have you heard about the mountain lion in Los Angeles that's been that was causing some issues? No. Well, there P22 was the name and. He had gone around to school there. He was kind of well-known in the L.A. general area. Celebrity Cougar 
which in LA can mean a lot of different things, passed away. They had to euthanize P22 because he was just not properly nourished at that point. He wasn't good, you know, he brain was going. But I think of this as a joyous occasion. Because, as David knows, I played a lot of Red Dead Redemption. And my poor John Marston was mauled so many times by those goddamn Cougars. That, yes, Jack Selby, the petty grudge holder all these years later. Taught Ricky Bobby to drive with the fair. Yeah, that is true. That was a good instance of a Cougar. This was a bad. And so, P22, I hope you're enjoying, I hope you're enjoying Cougar hell. That's all I'll say. And I was a little harsh, but I just want to say Cougar Thug's Mansion. That's right. That's he's he's up there growling at Jimi Hendrix right now. Now now it's come time for our ultimate grand prize. Third annual lifetime achievement award. Now this requires some backstory. The first year we did this was actually because we didn't feel like doing an in memoriam in twenty twenty. We did it felt a little untasteful. Felt a little untasteful at the time. Uh, although that hasn't stopped us before. We, David, and it won't stop us in the future. Exactly, we are very bad people. David, who did we give our first annual lifetime achievement award to in the year 2020? Shock G, aka Humpty Hump. And David, what happened to Shock G about three months later? He uh, unfortunately passed away. Yeah, and he, was, and he was like early 50s. Yes. Now, not a good start for the lifetime achievement award. We grant that. We acknowledged this last year and then made the decision. To gave give at the time 102 year old sister Jean the lifetime achievement award, knowing this could be a really rocky start for the lifetime achievement award. Why, David? Well, to be to go down 0 and 2. Yeah, not great. Yeah, and a 102 year old woman. I mean, that's just it's asking for a recipe for disaster. You're, you're, you're playing with fire, David. It is December 19th, 2022. It is 6:30 p.m. on the dot. Sister Jean, what is her status? As far as I'm aware, she's still alive. Judge. We did it, everybody. We rolled the dice, and we came up with sixes. Or actually, no. You know what we rolled? Sevens. Seven. 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 What y'all know about seven? Pay me. So I thought of the idea of giving ourselves, David and myself, the Lifetime Achievement Award. But David correctly pointed out that that would be an FEC violation. I don't want to get into the paperwork. But we can't give ourselves the award as much as I would like to. So we thought more. Who would be a good recipient for the Lifetime Achievement Award? And David had an amazing answer. David, I want you to take it from here. The, the, the goblin line cook king that is Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson on the surface. You look at Pete Davidson, probably about my height, probably about your height, I don't know, 6'1". Six, six 150 pounds if we're being generous, maybe 160. He's not very, not very, not very big, not very big, not very big. Um, by his own admission, has some really shitty tattoos. Oh yeah, some, some, some really, some outstandingly dumb tattoos. Horrifically bad tattoos. Like, by his own, again, he says it. And Pete Davidson, who sometimes looks like he's been pulled from a river after three days, mm-hmm. sometimes, has pulled some of the baddest women on the fucking planet. Which is truly a testament to him because mm-hmm. if you think that Kim Kardashian and, and uh, Emily Ratajkowski Ratajkowski aren't talking to you know, Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian respectively yeah. about Pete yeah and, and not just you know 
word, not, word gets around. Yeah, word gets around if word gets around if you're an unpleasant person to be around. Mm-hmm. He's clearly a guy who, despite whatever things you may feel about him professionally, seems to be somebody that few people have any problems right. with personally. See, you know, the one notable exception to that, again. Not really worried about his opinion. Yeah, on that. yeah, his yeah, his, his opinions. His opinion. Can't, the one guy who seems to who seems to openly dislike Pete Davidson. His opinion doesn't really count for much any, anymore. So I I agreed with David. It was the right choice, the logical choice. Pete Davidson for frankly defying the odds, but also to that point, clearly being a good person and yeah. clearly you know doing his job well as it is. You know, Pete Davidson broke out on SNL and then somehow turned into uh, just the ultimate ladies' man. Yeah, because if, if you if you think that women who have the dating pool of, you know, those, of those Ariana Grande okay. and Kim Kardashian and Emily Ratajkowski, they're not going to settle. Oh, yeah. Literally could get 99.99% of any single guy, and anyone other than that is just a technicality that they can't get them. Like, yeah. they can pull anybody. They're dating Pete Davidson. And again, even after the breakups with Grande and Kardashian, they have nothing but nice things to say about him publicly. Yeah. So I agree with David. Pete Davidson, we want to salute you. You are the proud recipient of the third ever Lifetime Achievement Award. I feel very confident that we don't have to worry about any potential deaths in this one. I feel very strongly about that. Pete Davidson's younger than me. He's going to be fine. Um, So a truly wonderful man in the sense that he just... He's ascended. He has reached his mountain. I've got nothing negative to say about that. I agree. I agree. It's one of these, like, I've, I've watched his stand-up. He has some funny bits. He's yeah. got some not-so-funny bits, and that's yeah. just like everybody. Exactly. And he, again, seems like a good guy. Sometimes that's all you can ask for. Successful and funny. I respect yeah. that. Non-problematic. Non-problematic. Unlike us, David, as we come to the end of what has been another great Undie Awards, uh, this one has not quite had the destruction of last year, which is good for everybody. I would say the Coliseum... I don't want to say holding strong, but holding up. Holding better. Yeah. You know what? Because we breathe life into this dead building. I mean, this was just city. This husk of a building. Yeah. How much longer is it going to stand up? Probably not much longer. So Definitely let's send not. it out with a bang. And, you know, in the year 2022, you and I have both professionally, personally been through our own ups and downs. And yet here we are, end of the year. we got a lot of good things going for us. We have a burgeoning friendship that is 30 plus years strong at this point. Uh, I would argue that that is not burgeoning. Burgeoning means ascending, right? I misused that. Anyway, the point being that these are the kind of things that keep our friendship strong. I think David's correct. I, I, he's confirming it, but I think he's right. The point being that through all of this, we have walked through the fire that is life. And we've come out on the other end. Got a little burnt. Charred close. We're still here. We're still standing. We're still strong. That's all you can ask for. And that's why I hope... David, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your family. You as well. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, I hope everyone out there listening to this enjoys their 2023. I, I am excited for the guests that we're going to have on our next episode. Remember my consistent refrain about New Year's. Go to house parties. Don't yep. go to bars. Absolutely. House parties are fun. Even when you're 30s. House parties are still fun. I maintain that. Uh, be smart. Be safe on New Year's. But also have fun on New Year's. The underemployed motto. Yeah. Be smart enough, but, you know, just... Don't drink and drive. Seriously. Yeah. Just don't don't, just don't, just don't do it. And also, as we look out into this crowd of 17,000 people, uh, many of whom are degenerates, 
We ask you kindly to leave in an orderly fashion. Unless you're the crust punks who helped us clear the place out. That's in true. which case, part of the agreement was you could stay. It is important. We are technically not allowed to be here or supposed to be here. But as we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Squatters rights. Squatters rights, bitches. See you in 2023. That glow, it's all about the candy canes and Christmas lists. North Pole and that chubby jolly yo saying it. The little elves getting busy in Santa workshop. And how gingerbread men keep their buttons on top. Wooden soldiers and chestnuts roasting like marshmallows. Good fellas chocolate pudding pops and jellos. It's the gift, the cookies and milk on the mantle. The mistletoe that's sent from the peppermint candles. That warm French vanilla mean coat with zippers. Bear skin robe, dragon with Versace slippers. Around the fireplace we breathe. Search a short sleeve. We staying up one night on Christmas Eve. I personally think we should continue our uh, trend of not winning something. Mm. You do intrigue me. <laughs> A few moments later. Pete Davidson. Lifetime yep. achievement. There you award. go. That's it. Thank you. You found it. That's the that's the winner. For proven for proven God and all of us are on.